this is your host of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. I'm Leisha Holmes and I just wanted to say thank you for choosing to listen to our episode. Now before we start, I would like to thank our sponsors, Hoxo Media and Vincere. I will explain a bit more about them later on in the episode as to how you, our listener, can benefit from a unique discount by mentioning the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you contact them. Now remember to click subscribe as you're listening now to get notified of every new weekly episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Without further ado, let's jump in to the episode. I absolutely loved speaking to our next guest today. So Lauren, like you, is a fan. She listens to the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast and has been doing for at least a year. And when she dropped me a message early in summer 2022 asking if she could come on the show, I was absolutely thrilled. What should we talk about? And today's topic, when we discussed it, I thought, goodness me, I don't remember actually discussing this in its entirety before, which is remarkable given we've been recording for two years now. Imposter syndrome. It's something every human being experiences, even if you don't label it as such. It's where we take ourselves out of our comfort zone in an area that we feel confident in. And we take a, st- a small step, albeit a tiny tiptoe, into the unknown, into doing something where we feel pushed, where we feel out of our comfort zone, where we feel like it's a new feeling. And during today's episode with Lauren, we discuss how she has dealt with that in her role as a global talent acquisition manager for a global community what she does to encourage you to talk to whether it's your leaders whether it's your peers whether it's confidants to you know create a community of trust we talk a lot around what she thinks the perils might be for our mental well-being if it's something that gets ignored and we'll be very interested to know what your own experiences have been when you've actually admitted you've got imposter syndrome what have your coping techniques been is this something that you talk about with your business and your leaders So on that basis, let's jump into the episode. And thanks again for listening to the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. This is Leisha Holmes, and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. And I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined today by somebody who's actually been listening to our show behind the scenes. She's one of our wonderful audience, as you all are too. Uh, And she sent me an email not so long ago, seeing if she could come on the show herself. Uh, And I'm delighted to welcome you all today. This is Lauren Harrop, and she's the talent partner for D2L. Welcome to you today, Lauren. How are you? I am. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me and for agreeing to talk to me. Oh, of course. I'm very, very excited about this. So for those who do not yet know who you are, I'm sure they'll be clicking away on LinkedIn. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what D2L do. Yeah, so I am Talent Acquisition Partner for the International Business for D2L. Um, So as you can broadly gather from my job title, D2L is an international business, um, primarily based over in North America and Canada. Uh, Kitchener Waterloo as my colleagues will be very pleased that I've shouted that out for them Um, however we are actually a um, education technology business and we actually provide um, learning platforms for the education sector um, as well as LMSs for the corporate side of businesses as well 
So nothing to do with recruitment as such. So I am internal. I'm not an agency recruiter, but I like to have the external mindset. Mm, Definitely. And I absolutely love what your company does because I'm a mum of two and I've always waxed lyrical about the education sector. Mm -hmm. Having witnessed what my own daughters went through from the pandemic, the education sector needs a massive shakeup. And the only way it's going to do that is through machine learning, is through technology like your, your company provides and it's just wonderful so what just before we go into the interview on on the topic we're going to talk about I am really interested there'll be loads of parents listening as well (laughs) so what what do you forecast in terms of how our children are going to learn in the future so I think from my point of view what I've noticed I've been with D2L now for about four maybe five months so I'm still very new into the education technology industry Mm. D2L though I've now been established for 20 years which was online learning 20 years ago Mm. and I look back and think our founder had this idea to learn so much smarter than we were and I was still trying to figure out word art and a word document and powerpoints how we came up with that I don't know um but the business itself has really grown particularly through the covid period but we've been very mindful of that because obviously everything's gone online everyone's been learning very differently and everybody does learn differently moving forward what we noticed is that actually when the restrictions started to die down depending on where you were globally and even down to country and regions within countries as we know ourselves in the uk um some people went back to the classroom some people enjoyed that interaction some people didn't and I think what you've now seen is a bit of stabilisation coming in around that online learning piece of being a lot more acceptable and a lot more accessible for individuals. Mm. So for us, our mentality has always been making education accessible for everyone. It's not just about your students in a primary school, or secondary school. It's not just about online distance learning. It could be like the audience that we've got there now. It could be the parents that maybe need to do some learning outside yeah. of the parent hours. Um, it's really opened up a whole realm of possibilities and what we've noticed as businesses is driven us forward to look at what else can we do with our platform how do we make that happen and we're very lucky that we've got such a talented team of senior leaders that drive our business we've got a talented team of developers we've got just such creativity in the business mm. that's pushing it forward and it's being embraced by so many people on a global scale now. That's remarkable. That we can't see that this is going to slow down anytime no. soon now. Of course it's not. And, and you know, anyone that sort of abandons the thought that we're going to be in a digital world going forward, which if uh, my daughter's ex-head teacher's listening, this is a wake-up call for your mindset for those who don't appreciate that we're not trapped in the 1990s anymore yeah that this generation coming through and future generations beyond generation z and and what's the next one's a alpha (laughs) it is alpha Alpha. yeah um they will be learning through digitalization through gamification this is the world that they inhabit and yeah i think it's remarkable and i'm also pleased to hear that you're in the corporate world so but i just wanted to say ask that as a you know as a parent and very aware that a lot of our listeners are people who are maybe newly newly coming through university or leaving college and they might have siblings and and relatives that are you know probably using some of your technology i just think it's brilliant it is and for me i so when I was approached by D2L about an opportunity with them, I actually pushed back to the business and said, look, I'm not your target audience. I've not done higher education. I left high school and went straight into work. And they were very smart how they came back to me and said, actually, you are our target audience, though, because we can support you with your education and we yeah. can progress you forward. 
Um, and I suppose from a selfish point of view for me, D2L actually give every D2L employee $4,000 a year to learn with To them. learn. Good. So my education is never going to stop regardless of what age I am. Because education it, isn't just for new people. Exactly. It's not just for children. We educate yeah. until the day we die. Yeah. It's as simple as that. So I love that mindset that really plugs yeah. in very well so going back to my intro to you I was <laughs> just beyond flattered which I always am when I get any messages from any listener saying you know which particular episode they've enjoyed um, and it feels a bit like you know I'm a little bit in awe that we've got anyone actually taking their time to download so thank you to everybody that does that so what made you decide to approach me not just to say thanks for your episodes but can I come on the show what what was it about the podcast or why did you think so, it would be a good thing for you to do for me I love a good podcast I'm not normally up in the morning getting ready for work or walking the dog listening um because I kind of see it as a space where I can relax but actually what I don't want to do is to sit there and just listen to something for the sake of it I want something I can relate to yeah and I was I've been listening now for probably about 12 months so I might be on the slower uptake actually considering (laughs) you've been about for two years but what I noticed when I started listening is I could relate to so many guests that were there Mm -hmm. and the experiences they've gone through it was really quite reassuring for me as a recruiter mm. to sit there and go, I've been through that. And actually, it's not just me that's had that problem. It's not just me that has that thought or mm. it's not just me constantly trying to strive for something different and something better. Or, And this is no offence to any of my hiring managers that are currently watching past or present, or I've had to drag that manager through a process and get them where we need to be. Mm. And it just really filled me with so much inspiration that I had to reach out and go, do you know what? Thank you so much for creating it because we're not alone. Because quite often recruiters do work in silo. Mm. We're kind of there just hunting for the perfect candidate all the time. And we can become very trapped in that mindset, I think. So when I sat there listening, I do permanently work from home. I am the Mm. only one out of my team who's based in the UK. Um, And it gave me another sense of I've got a a bigger team around me it's Mm. got a a bigger team of recruiters around me that are going through the same as me particularly Mm. after everything with COVID and the labour shortages that we've had that's been really helpful for me oh that's so honestly I've gone all goosebumpy thank (laughs) you and Lauren I imagine there's plenty of people that listen that are probably resonating and nodding away because I think even if you are in an office surrounded by people you can still feel lonely and that's what the podcast was set up to do I mean it was set up by accident as everyone knows but it what we do is we talk to real people who are going mm-hmm. through real life experiences and they're sharing honest vulnerable hopefully inspiring but reachable yeah. advice you know it's and the thing is you know we're definitely gonna it's very relevant to what we're going to talk about now but actually most people have experienced similar feelings yeah to each other it's particularly in the same industry because we are all we're all trying to achieve a similar goal which you know yeah. in the employment market whether it's internal whether it's in an agency we are taking people on a career journey and we get emotionally involved we are physically drained we have the same anxieties same stress same pressures we just might work in a different environment yeah. so that's really lovely and encouraging and you know I wanted to ask you that because for you listening now if you feel that you're connecting to our podcast and you've got something you want to share drop me a line on LinkedIn drop me an inbox you know just as Lauren did and we'll definitely have a conversation around what topic you want to talk about and if you feel it's something you're happy to do and your employees or you know you as the leader wants to do it let's let's book in so it's wonderful so it does lead very nicely into what we're going to talk about it and I can't remember in two years actually talking about this and apologies if we have but I think it's really 
going to resonate with every single person listening, whether you are a newbie recruiter, whether you're someone from outside the industry just dropping in, or whether you're a leader with a global team, imposter syndrome. Yeah. That, that good old topic, which we never, ever lose. So why did you want to talk about this today? We briefly interrupt this chat on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to introduce to you our partnership with Vincere, the recruitment operating system. Vincere is the modern recruitment operating system for recruitment and staffing agencies around the globe. A single tech platform that unifies your CRM, your ATS, your website, candidate and client portals, shift scheduler, timesheets, data and analytics, and now including video interviewing and outreach all under one roof. This is the reason the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast chose to partner with Vincere because we want to make the job of a modern recruiter as simple as possible. So if you're looking for a new recruitment CRM to manage your entire operation, visit vincere.io and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Now, back to the chat. Um, quite honestly, because it's something I've really struggled with, I'd say for probably about 12, almost 13 years, and I didn't know I was struggling or what it was up mm. until probably about three, four years ago. Mm. Um, and the more I've spoken about it, not just to my current team, but people I've previously worked with and other recruiters, the more I've noticed other people are struggling with the same and it, it's mm. at every single stage in someone's career and I think it can be such a barrier for us particularly as recruiters because like I said just we're constantly searching for that perfect candidate that unicorn as such and we become very siloed in our mindset to search 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 and if you can't find that perfect one I think that's when it starts to set in for a lot of recruiters mm. Mm. Um, particularly for me I don't think it's spoken about enough across businesses. I think mental health is a big driver now, but I think that's been driven off the back of COVID. Mm. I don't think anyone actually labels imposter syndrome and how they cope with it, what they do with it. And I think a lot of people don't even admit to it and really Mm. struggle through it. I was just going to pick up on that and say, when did you become aware that you had and were suffering if that's the right word I don't want to use a negative word but uh, experiencing that's a better word experiencing imposter syndrome at what point in your career and then what did you Um, what was your journey to accept that so I I actually think that the point in my career that I realized I was struggling with what it was and pinpointing exactly the name for it was probably about four or five years ago I can't remember the exact time frame but I remember the meeting that I had um, and it was actually with one of my previous managers who, um, it, I hope she's okay with this, but Liz Howards, who has since become a mentor for me. She's been absolutely yeah. fantastic. Um, and I remember being in a meeting with her on a one-to-one one day and her saying to me, is everything okay? You don't seem yourself. Because for me, I love recruitment so much. Mm-hmm. I genuinely, I don't love it all day, every day, don't <laughs> get me wrong. But I love it so much and I just want to do a great job. And I was really struggling to explain to her how I felt. And I just broke down one day and said, don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm doing a good enough job. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And she sat there and she's like, what is going on? And she said, you're focusing on everything that you think you're not doing, but you've not focused on this massive list of things that you're what achieving you and what people are feeding back and how they feel about you and the relationships mm. that you've got. And she turned around, she says, 
do you feel like you're a bit of a, an imposter? And I was like, yeah, I don't think I should be doing this job. I think mm. I've kind of like winged it all throughout, you know, my career. Mm. And um, she turned around and said, so do I. And wow. I, I sat there and I was like, what? I, I was actually really, really shocked she admitted it. And she said, it's imposter syndrome. Mm. Now, Liz has done a lot around psychology as well, which mm. plays in excellently to recruitment and talent acquisition. Yeah. Um, and she kind of talked me through it and there was actually one phrase she said just go and do it just go and do what I'm asking you to do forget about it just do it told yeah. you to do it go and do it yeah. you don't need to worry about you yeah and I don't know why I needed somebody to say just go and do it and it was actually around a project that I was working on there was no barriers in the way but I, I was the barrier you were the barrier that I was just about to say very often in imposter syndrome it's down to your own personal confidence in yourself yeah. and your ability uh, and we'll definitely tag Liz when we share this episode by the way because it's really important that we give praise to those who support yeah. you know leaders like yourself um so you you were aware because she was then vulnerable enough to share that with you yeah and it's that realization that actually it's a totally normal feeling to have and a normal experience to have and that most other people are going through it so do you think imposter syndrome is actually a bad thing to have in our personal development there's two sides to it I think Mm. it can be so detrimental that it overwhelms somebody Mm. and it does put that barrier in place and I have absolutely sat there some days getting ready for work and going shouldn't be doing this shouldn't be allowed Mm. to do this I shouldn't be allowed to find people and help to move a business in a direction when maybe I'm not the expert at that role Mm. but then there's other sides to it where I go do you know what though I thought that yesterday and look what I achieved yeah and it is about having the confidence to confide in people and to show that vulnerability because I actually had a situation um about three weeks ago Um, So I traveled over to Canada to meet the team. Um, I was delivering a presentation and I was convinced the presentation was not good enough. And there was one of our um, HR business partners I shared it with and she reviewed it. And she actually said, I know you do struggle with imposter syndrome. And I think you're having a bout of it right now. Telling me this isn't good enough because actually it's absolutely fantastic. Um, And I sat there when she's identified it because I've already said Mm. to her, I struggle with this. And she reassured me and I was like, do you know what? You are right. I've done Mm. everything I can. Mm. And I think it does reassure you to confide in others. But equally, I think it pushes us to do better work. Yes, I do think there is a very fine line, though, by producing the best work of your career to burnout as well, because you're constantly wanting more. I I agree with you. And I'm really pleased that you brought that up, actually, um, because I think that because it comes down to mindset, it's that willingness to keep pushing yourself forward. So it's knowing when to stop. It's exhausting. It can it can be exhausting. And I think that's possibly a a topic for another day without a shadow of a doubt. So the flip side to imposter syndrome, and I was just scribbling away if anyone's watching on YouTube, is somebody who's overconfident somebody who's actually arrogant and we've got this persona certainly in recruitment agency maybe less so in in the in-house world but there's definitely this persona of the swaggering confident bolshy wolf of wall street i think we're losing that i do think we're losing that and it's down to sharing podcasts like this that we're hopefully shattering that illusion Mm -hmm. but that is the that's the flip side of of imposter syndrome so for me i think to have the fine balance of self-belief and having imposter syndrome it keeps you moving just that little step forward I do yeah I think that's a really good really good point 
it does keep you having having that sense of humility Mm -hmm. that you appreciate what it is you're doing so taking that step forward you still did your presentation you still got on the plane to Canada you didn't bottle it and I think I mean I nearly fell asleep during the presentation from jet lag but that's... what during your own presentation <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous yeah, definitely <laughs> the team kept nudging me going are you okay I was like, I'm so tired that's um, hilarious I'm surprised the adrenaline hadn't kicked in no I, I was way past it there's a lot of caffeine in my, my body oh, the day it, before and I think it had worn it, off it I was on the down as, as, a, as a fellow coffee lover <laughs> caffeine can actually make you crash at the wrong time it really yeah can. that's hilarious so you were very um I guess brave and honest mm-hmm. to talk to Liz about it at the time so do you think so for the people listening now and then this is particularly to those in leadership roles yeah should people admit they've got it yes and controversially, I have admitted that I've suffered with it after speaking to Les to other people, mm. and they've told me I shouldn't admit to it. Why? But I found when you don't admit to it, you bottle it up. It makes mm. you worse. It makes you feel that you are an imposter and that mm. you are doing something wrong. I fully believe that regardless of what level you are, any leader that you are, at some point in your life, you have felt like this. Mm. So the people you're leading will also feel like this. And it's normal to go through. Yeah. I equally think, though, unless we demonstrate that, we're not going to create any success for our future leaders coming through as well. Yeah. We need to make sure they can see that it's not just been a smooth journey for all of us and that no. we're all just here happy finding perfect candidates. That actually there's days when you walk away and you go, oh, I've not got that candidate. Oh, that job's not been filled. Oh, they've declined that offer after all that. But equally, they need to see, actually, am I doing the best? Actually, is mm-hmm. this right? And you need to confine not just in somebody of your own peer level, but mm-hmm. actually your team that you're developing as a yeah. mentor to yeah. them to yeah. show it's normal. We're human. It's a very, it's a very human, human sense. It really is. Mm-hmm. And I think it resonates to whatever your job is. You know, yeah. you think about going from primary school to secondary school, you think about moving out of home for the first time. Mm-hmm. You think about, you know, walking into doing a public speaking event, whatever, whatever it, it is that where you have felt this you will have felt this I mean I'm super confident I'm quite an extroverted person I'm actually an introverted extrovert but I am a very extrovert person really confident on the stage but I still get imposter syndrome I still get it now doing this podcast I'm like that oh my god you know wow (laughs) people are choosing to come on my show so I know what techniques I have for minding my ability to take that step forward to take myself out of my comfort zone which is basically what imposter syndrome is it's trying to keep Mm -hmm. you in your comfort zone yeah to not becoming so anxious that I will then have a physiological effect which anyone that's ever had irritable bowel is a direct impact of imposter syndrome having something like imposter um, irritable bowel you know skin rash yeah palpitations sweat even emotions as well emotions becoming overwhelmed yeah yeah absolutely so just share with us what you have physically done um, and maybe you know emotionally done maybe a top three if you've got three um I haven't prepared (laughs) I haven't prepared Lauren for this uh if not I can I'll chuck a couple of mine in what would you recommend or what has worked for you to Mm -hmm. allow yourself to kind of envelop what imposter syndrome is here for to take you to the next step okay So I just wanted to break away from the chat for 60 seconds to talk to you about an issue a lot of agencies are facing right now and what one company, Hoxo Media, are doing about it. There's a lot of talk about what it takes to be the quote unquote modern recruiter, personal branding, building an online presence, 
finding new and innovative ways to engage the market, whatever your market is. It's an approach most businesses are fumbling around with at the moment, to be honest. Meanwhile, Hoxo have absolutely nailed it. They are arguably the world's foremost marketing agency dedicated exclusively to the recruitment sector. And they've worked out what recruiters need to do to see tangible success through online activity. They've developed a proven methodology to follow on LinkedIn daily to establish you, you, as the go-to recruiter in your space and drive inbound leads and new business opportunities on a consistent basis. Now, they teach it all to you over an eight-week course in the Hoxo Academy. I actually completed the Hoxo Academy in the very height of COVID, and it completely transformed my business. In fact, it paid for itself by the end of week two. The best place to find out more about Hoxo Media is to check out their website, hoxomedia.com, or search for them on LinkedIn and give them a follow. They give away an absolute ton of valuable advice and actionable tips for free. But if and when you're ready to seriously invest in your online brand, give these guys a shout. But make sure to tell them that Leisha from Key Recruitment sent you and just quote the podcast, the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, and they'll give you a cheeky discount as well. Not bad, eh? Now, back to the chat. So, um, if it's okay, I'm going to share a little bit of a story since I've joined D2L, actually, because okay. the reason I... I've done something at D2L was to help me which is quite selfish but knowing it would help others so I was probably about eight or nine weeks into my employment with D2L and as recruiters we know that candidates go through a journey of change and their emotions set in they go oh my god what have I done I've changed jobs I thought I was immune to that knowing to expect that um, and I wasn't quite simply we use Slack very heavily at D2L and we've got a wellness channel in there, which is encouraging people to talk. It's encouraging people to share physical and mental activities. If we're out on a walk, we'll post it in there. If there's an infographic we see, we post it in there. Um, I felt so overwhelmed with imposter syndrome one day. The next day, though, I woke up and I was like, if I feel like this, Others are feeling like this. Nobody's talking about this. How do I make people talk about it to go that it's not just all about me, that other people can see they're not alone as well. Um, and I actually put a post in the wellness channel to a lot of people. There's about 1,200 employees at D2L. Wow. Um, and I actually put, hi, my name is Lauren and I'm an imposter. And then I actually explain what I meant by that to say I've had times that I felt that I shouldn't be doing the job that I'm doing. I've had times where I felt that I'm absolutely fantastic at what I do. And I explained the feelings and how I felt about it. And I hit post. I, I hit post on it. And wow. I thought there's no going back now. I need people to understand that this is normal. And I felt comfortable doing that in a wellness channel because it is psychological. The response I got from that was really overwhelming. The, the business really responded so well to the point where we actually held an imposter syndrome session wow we didn't record anything but we invited anyone that wanted to attend we all spoke about how we felt when it sat in when we identified it how we feel day to day and how we cope and I had so many people reach out to me to go I've never been able to identify what it is or why I felt that way like I shouldn't have been doing what I was doing and now I understand it. Mm. And for me, I'd achieved something straight away from that by going, imposter syndrome is so difficult for some people to manage. 
but by identifying what it is it helps them to manage it mm. and for me one of my main coping mechanisms is talking whether that's the family friends colleagues mm. even my my direct team they must get fed up of me poor the poor team mm. they must get fed up of me because I'm like is this good enough is this what we're expecting mm. is this right I will constantly look for that reassurance on have we hit the mark of what mm. we need and they know why now um but equally I've seen so many other people come through with that my biggest method of dealing with it for anybody would be to talk about it to somebody that you trust yeah I kind of push the boat out there by hitting send on that one message and I never I don't regret doing it at all Good. if anything I feel like we've enabled so many more people in the business to talk absolutely um and it, it is a hot topic so many people don't know what it is but mm. feel it mm. the other way that I tend to cope with it is around wellness it is going okay there's a reason I'm feeling this way and normally it's when there's been a big project there's a tight deadline something that's really like you said pushing me out my comfort zone so as soon as I've got that project or deadline out the way I will take a step back. I'll embrace those emotions. I'll understand why I feel that way. Mm. What I tend to do is tend to go for a walk, take the dog out or take myself away from technology Good. just to try and be at one with my own mind, which sounds quite almost like a bit of a hippie, I suppose, mm -hmm. be at one with my own mind. Yeah. But I think you've got to listen to your own internal monologue sometimes, not listen to the negativity that's coming through. Um. I actually do think though, if anyone is struggling with it, the other thing to do, depending on your employers or your situation, is to try and see if you can get any form of professional help as well. If it is getting to the point where you feel so overwhelmed by it, mm. it's so much more common than you realise. So yeah. much more common. There are, and there are confidence coaches out there. There are performance mm -hmm. coaches out there. Um, and I think it's really useful advice. I mean, what I've picked up on there is basically you're going to de-digital yourself you know yep. de-tech yourself and I, th I don't think it's hippie at all I you and I both we talked off air about you know mm -hmm. having a love for walking and this you know we do listen in on things but I'm also I often have nothing on my ears and I just walk and listen to the birds listen and I'm yeah. like you know it's like this is the world that we live in just stop and pause um so I think it's breathing you know using yeah. using it listening to your body and appreciating it as a physical reaction to stress, which is what imposter yeah. syndrome can very often do. But I think, you know, you were very brave hitting send that day, but how remarkable to have created a safe topic for everyone to go, actually, I feel exactly the same because, you know, we jokingly will say things like, you know, this adulting thing, we're all winging it, you know, mm -hmm. let's just fucking do it kind of thing. Yeah. Let's take one step forward. But actually it's a real thing. And I think today's conversation, I hope, will be the catalyst even if it's just for one person listening just one person to actually go and have that meaningful conversation whether it's with a peer whether it's with a leader whether it's with their team and to stop feeling like they're totally isolated yeah. because imposter syndrome is part of being human it is the yeah, human journey otherwise we'd still be in caves we would still be in caves <laughs> that's the truth we would. that's the funny thing though and like when you said to me okay what, what do you want to talk about though I kind of I was quite hesitant at first to go well, I think we need to talk about imposter syndrome because I thought you'll either get it or you won't because that's the reaction you tend to get met with why mm. imposter syndrome or mm. actually yeah I get it and 
the reason that I thought actually it's applicable within the recruitment podcast is one, I am a recruitment professional myself. I've sat in recruitment now for 13 years mm. and actually it doesn't get any easier in those 13 years. It no. tends to be a trigger. There tends to be someone or something that's been said or happened or done that triggers that for you. Mm. Now, the one thing that I have personally noticed is us as recruiters, we always want better. We always want that unicorn candidate managers always want more we need to hire smarter faster better lesser costs yeah. i've done the agency piece earlier on in my career i'm now in-house and you know what it doesn't matter if your agency or in-house they want better smarter faster lesser costs <laughs> and so you're trying to actually really develop that for them and you're the one that this is all resting on we need this person and for the business to achieve x y or z we need to find the perfect person and the amount of pressure that we get as recruiters to find that perfect person mm sometimes it's very overwhelming and mm. I sometimes sit there and go I can't find this candidate but there must be somebody there that can do it I need to take a different approach I need to look at it a different way but straight away in the back of my mind there's that niggle there going you can't find them because you're not good enough you can't find them because wow. you don't know how to and recruiters will feel that because of the pressure that we're mm. on under clients or or managers whoever mm. it is mm. and I have spoken to quite a few recruiters about this, particularly over the last 12 months. And I have noticed it tends to be more prominent in recruiters than actually any other areas within the, what I would say is a HR function. Wow. Because of the deadlines, because of the targets yeah. we're working to. It's a pressurised job. It really is. And, and honestly, I think that after this episode is shared, which if you're listening to this now, drop Lauren an invitation to connect. And I'm sure you will find that there'll be lots of people thanking you for bringing this to the to everyone's attention because yeah. you know to finish on a, a point around well-being and you know making sure that we're looking after one another because we are as we record this now going into the latter quarter of 2022 we're in a recession yeah. you know we're, we've got a global situation with a war in in um, Russia and Ukraine which is impacting everybody's energy yeah. we're just coming out of a pandemic who knows what's around the corner um, you know, there's still lots of focus on the climate, etc. There's this constant narrative of stress, pressure, pressure, there pressure, is. and we're in a stressful job. So, I do like the fact that you brought it back to well-being. And you know what? As you're listening to this now, don't don't just switch off and go and do a task. Just sit for a few minutes. Take five minutes. Take, Take five, five minutes, minutes now. Please do it, that. And it's as simple as what we tell on. our candidates. We we tell mm. a candidate after an interview, don't rush straight back to work. Take no. five ten minutes yeah. to digest what's happened Acts. and experience it. Feel. please do the same mm. and like you've said if anyone wants to connect and discuss this later I'm happy to do that yeah. um thank you nobody should feel that they are alone no. with it and equal we all no. need to work together we're on the same playing field at the end of the day we are absolutely and this has felt like a very uh, emotion emotive uh topic to discuss today and I'm so grateful to for you for your time today Lauren and thank you to your wonderful employer for sharing you with us and we look forward to connecting with lots of people all around your global community and uh, for those listening on the recruiters recruitment podcast thank you for joining us once again